Welcome to the Form of Fitness Podcast, where you will learn the most that there is to learn about fitness. Through mechanism, about dieting, motion itself, and many more, you will follow me and my co-host Duncan as we talk about these things as they are related to our personal lives, as well as they are related to the health industry and how they affect us and people around us every day. We thank you for listening. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Forum of Fitness podcast. I'm joined by Duncan today, and today we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, a little less scientific, a little bit more social than we normally do. We're going to be talking about fitness influencers. Um, I think that I, I just kind of I want to laugh at that a little bit, but um, it's something that I guess I've had a lot of questions about um, in my personal life. People being like, "Like, what the hell is an influencer? What What do you mean, fitness influencer?" So I just went ahead and Googled it, so I could give you the straight Google definition. Um, it says a fitness influencer is a fitness enthusiast uh, known and trusted by other fitness enthusiasts and consumers on social media. So, mm-hmm. if you want to bounce off anything to add to that definition, Duncan, we'll go ahead and do that. Well, like you know. To me, fitness influencers have become kind of the modern version of a salesman, right? Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know how many of you guys go to like a private gym versus like a corporate gym because corporate gyms don't have to worry about the same thing that like a CrossFit gym or yeah. even just like a strongman, something a bit more like personalized has to deal with. But like, if you are talking about a Five Rings Fitness, which is a powerlifting gym or a CrossFit gym. One of their biggest weapons in terms of advertising is their Instagram account, yep. right? And the reason for this is because everyone has Instagram. And if you use the right hashtags, if you have the right followers, you're going to get other people who randomly scroll across your page, see something and go, huh, I'm interested in that. Let me go do that thing. Yep. And so an influencer is very similarly representing something, right? They're influencing. Yep. Usually it's, a bullshit form of creatine or, you know, it's just basic creatine just for a different company. It's like some specialized energy package, some specialized protein powder, something that they're like, if you buy this, you will do better and you will look like me. Right. Cause they're the biggest thing that they're doing is they've already put in a shit ton of work. Maybe they're artificially enhanced in some way, whether that be lighting, steroids, something like that. Um, Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. And then they're usually using their influence, right? Their you want to look like me factor Mm -hmm. to push another product. Yeah. And so there's all different kinds of these and most of them tell into, um, sell products that kind of range into exactly what they do. So, um, you know, you got guys that are very thin and, um, you know, say low body fat percentage. You can see their abs very, uh, cleanly. A lot of times these guys are selling you on, let's say like lean pre-made food packages, like things from factor, um, or Huel or stuff like this. And then they're also trying to sell you on supplements that'll, um, you know, get you either high energy so you can take your, uh, workouts to the next level, et cetera, et cetera, as well as the creatine to help you build more muscle. Um, a lot of times, and this has gotten a lot better, I'd say in the past couple of years as, a lot of these guys get checked more now than they did, you know, let's say in the early years of the internet, especially the, uh, 
as well as into the early 2010s when it was just like, oh, buy my fitness workout program, my, you know, here's my program, here's the supplements I take, blah, 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 BC, BCAAs and, mm-hmm. you know, talking a bunch of, um, you know, stuff and throwing a bunch of jargon at people to kind of make them quick buy your program that costs $90 yeah. or so, just something like that. Well, if you think about like, you know, just in the last year, we've had Logan Paul, you know, mm-hmm. and his like prime it's not really a fiasco. It's still very popular, but at the same time, he's been kind of called out for some of the bullshit that he said. Yeah. You have um, all meat guy, Liver King. Uh, you've had Liver King. You know, within the past year, we've done an episode or two on him of like, you know, his bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's very much like there's certain figures in the community, especially who like to call out other people, and even like some people just like to have rivalries. Um, yeah. kind of like that old like boxing mentality of you know I'm gonna call you out you're going to call me out we're going to have some beef online it'll be that um one of the big guys i remember is like more plates more dates yep is famously known for like calling people out on their bullshit yep i remember um chris hemsworth had a like training regimen app i want to say that he signed off on and like the the advertisements were like look like thor right okay yeah, yeah. Um, i feel like i've heard this yep and then it just kind of fizzled and it fizzled because everyone was like uh, i can't just work out to look like you yeah <laughs> you know yeah and that makes a whole lot of sense and a lot of these fitness influencers um you know it, it is a struggle for them sometimes because there are people on the lookout to see you stumble as mm-hmm. a fitness influencer um there are plenty of people looking to call you out for using steroids um, there's a bunch of people looking to call you out for using certain supplements that you're not talking about, um, or just a- anything in that realm being, uh, being just not honest. Um, and there's people willing to fabricate stories, obviously to make that happen, uh, just for clout. But a lot of times with these fitness influencers, one thing you will get is they will subscribe to something and vehement followers of them will only say that this is the one way to work out that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the dangerous things i will say or if you're not using this brand of supplements like you're not getting the most out of your you're not getting the most bang for your buck you're not getting the most out of your supplements um that's just something that you have to deal with as someone engaging with the fitness community is a lot of times there's going to be super crazy fanatical followers of specific influencers that you will need to interact with and know you know pretty much you need to know more is really the only way you can combat them. Um, you need to know that, uh, and we're not sponsored by the way, but I'm going to throw out some brand names like like Alpha Line, Gorilla Mind, and Rise. They all make pre-workout, um, and the, they some of them make like things that other company the other companies don't make. Like mm-hmm. I know that uh, what is it? Gorilla Mind makes a non-stim pre-workout. I don't know if the other companies make a non-stim pre-workout like it's got low caffeine in it so that way you can take it later in the day um so i mean there's stuff like that uh that's specialized to each company but each of those companies has multiple different influencers Mm -hmm. um that are backing and supporting them um and basically what what you need to do is know how to read the ingredients list on the on the stuff um, and how to read the, the advertising. Now, it's mm-hmm. great. I, I follow plenty of inf- fitness influencers. I mean, not a ton compared to most people, but, um, you know, it's really good to watch these guys because it, it, it'll keep your kind of social media feed curated a little bit more towards focusing on your fitness goals. Yep. Um, so what you'll be able to do is use them as motivation 
but you don't always need to feed into the the sales side of it um being being there and supporting their account is plenty enough for them like a lot of these guys that's all they want out of you anyway they don't necessarily need you to go and buy their products that's a great bonus but the uh the interaction on their social media platform is the thing that makes them popular and famous and get these contracts with companies anyway um and i mean kind of going back to the whole like when you're looking at supplements you know you're doing your due diligence Mm -hmm. another good way of looking at it is like especially when you're looking at a lot of different companies it's what does the influencer have to lose on this endorsement right um if you're like a tom mcleavely right like that guy tommy is a bullshitter okay in in every sense of the word you know he's kind of out there he's calling people out um he's making your mom jokes every two seconds he's he's funny right but his fit like his whole you know um persona has nothing to do with the science right and so if he's saying hey take creatine and here's the company that i get my creatine from it's like that's no different from like the average joe just saying hey here's where i get my creatine from meanwhile you take someone who's more like more plates more dates you take Derek. well he might not have a phd but his whole persona is based around doing research um kind of going through you know is prime the best uh sports recovery drink is it gatorade you know what's the difference between the two is there another better option um i think that's why gorilla mind kind of has that non-stem version because you know that's not his company but that's a company that he endorses and he works closely with um momentous is huberman's kind of endorsed uh supplement line and again it's like huberman has a phd he has a podcast and he, you know, promotes his stuff, but he has a PhD and he works at Harvard uh, Stanford. I say, or Stanford. Sorry. Wrong big college. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's Harvard people who would be offended and Stanford people who would be offended. But, you know, he has things to lose here, yep. you know, very much in his rep, like reputational issues, maybe even like if the right scandal got released yep. from the company, like his job is on the line for, yeah. for having the wrong stuff or anything like that. So kind of understanding what the person has for stake in terms of like yeah. what they're vouching for is a, going to help you at least maybe be a bit more comfortable with what they're promoting. Yeah. And so like bouncing off that, especially when you're talking about more plates, more dates, the moment that something comes out where Derek is bullshitting, Derek's account is fucked <laughs> Derek's account is yeah. just it's gonna shoot down the drain so many people are gonna fo- unfollow people are gonna stop watching his stuff um whereas you know the moment Logan Paul does another bullshit campaign yeah you know no big deal like he's not gonna like Logan Paul has been through countless scandals and yeah. bullshit as well as his brother of I mean, just like you're like uh they're just bullshitters yeah like, I mean, you know his, what I'm saying like it's like yeah. I really can't trust what they're talking about yeah. the moment those guys release a supplement line it's like oh you know whatever it's probably fine but like the prime thing, I mean, that yeah. really just got him in another area of being a bullshitter. Yeah. I mean, like his first scandal was what in, when we were in sixth grade, and like it's just always been. Like, it's always been Logan, the Paul brothers. They just they're just bullshitters. Yeah, like they do di- they do different forms of bullshit. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, this is outside of fitness, but like Logan Paul has had. God, what is it? Crypto the, zoo. The crypto zoo scandal. Um, the uh, prime's not really a scandal, but it's definitely like a bunch of like. It, it's bullshit like yeah. it's false advertising yeah. um jake 
Jake has had uh, another economic program, whatever yeah. financial learning center that was just a bullshit program. Yeah. There's plenty of other scandals from those guys, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have a whole lot to lose on bullshitting you again. Well, and it's not necessarily that, you know, Logan or Jake or a lot of these influencers have a large control over the company. Right. Yeah. But it's like someone like Logan, the incentive for him to do his own due diligence on the company and to like, make sure that they're not doing something wrong to, mm-hmm. Um, so that he doesn't have them drag his name through the mud. Like yeah. he just, it, it's not as high on his priority list. No, right. It is. Um, but like when you think about, well, what do you mean? Someone's name getting drugged through the mud liver King. Oh yeah. yeah definitely. That, that, yeah. that's like the biggest example of how a fitness influencer who has gone too far has lost everything. Right. Yeah. And if you go and you look at liver King's account now, it's a lot different from what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, He's still working out. He's still eating liver. He's still doing doing the thing. Um, he just posts updates every once in a while. He's like, here's how long it's been. I think we're coming up on one year of him being uh, clean. I think okay. I think we're like a month and a half away, two months away maybe. Okay. Um, so uh, we're coming up on one full year of him claiming clean. And, you know, I, th- I think he's also put out info. He's like, look, this is it, yeah. whatnot. But he's still not going to get the following. Um, that he was getting back it's also like he doesn't post as much like he was posting an insane amount and getting in everyone's feed prior to that and now he's just kind of like he's backed out the radar he's doing his thing he's still selling his supplements um and all of that stuff which i mean we talked about he still supports his plan um and all that all that like he hasn't backed off his message he's just um i think he is going to rebuild a stronger audience than he had prior uh, in the future as you know, he's basically able to regain trust, but it's kind of hard to regain, especially after the first, like the first time you bullshit people, like, you know, it's really hard to regain that trust. And after you do it a second time, like basically people are always just wary about what you're saying. Um, well, and also, I mean, when we're talking about influencers, right? Like I think part of the reason why liver King is not doing as well now is just because he's simply not natural. Yeah. Right. Like there are kind of going back to the whole synthetic side of things. Like there are a lot of things you can do to synthetically or just artificially make yourself look more fit, more lean, bigger on camera. And it's kind of a form of lying to your audience, right? Yeah. Like one of the biggest things just like get a pump before you record, you know, never ever take a picture of yourself or video of yourself talking about this thing before doing, you know, a couple push-ups, drinking a little bit of carbs, getting bigger because you're like everyone who's done bicep curls knows that right after they do bicep curls, their biceps are huge. Yep. Right. Like they're bigger than they'll ever be throughout the day. Why? Because all that blood has to go there in order for you to move that weight. And it doesn't drain out as instantaneously as you just kind of dropping the weights, Mm -hmm. you know, um, lighting makes a huge difference. There's a company called CBG nutrition who likes to post a lot of like before and after program kind of stuff where it's, you see a person before they started the diet, you know, see a person after, and yes, they look a little leaner and sometimes their abs are starting to poke through, but at the same time I can see intuitively and go, well, this girl, she was wearing high waisted, you know, bottoms beforehand. Now she's wearing them a little lower waist. And so it's showing a bit more. And so you automatically are just assuming that she's thinner in the second photo. The lighting's a little better. So you can see a bit more definition on her arms. You know, she's 
in a position where her posture is actually allowing her abs to show a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And while that person might have lost some weight, the camera and the angles between the two photos are definitely showing a little bit extra as well as well as photo editing and and what most people think i mean when i say photo editing is photoshopping no i just mean like lightroom throwing the image in there and changing you know your highlights and your shadows Mm -hmm. and what happens is is when you do this and you more define out the black areas in a photo is that abs look cut a lot more and that's fine people do this for all forms of influencing but well, that's I mean, also the premise of bodybuilding. It is like, the premise. Like, I mean, there's a whole like chocolate body thing that like yep. every time I show someone, they're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, right. Because especially in the American context, like it's so closely to like blackface, but it's yeah. it, it's just a thing because that they, they do. put on so many levels yeah. of like bronzer and whatnot, yeah. and they're like. You know, they look like they've got 19 spray tans on top of each yeah. other, which is probably almost accurate. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and so. When it comes to that, one thing you need to take mentally is when looking at influencers is a lot of them do not look like that in person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not that they're directly lying to you. They're utilizing some of these different things to improve their virtual image yeah. and their digital image. Um, and they're going to do that whatever way they can. They are selling themselves and promoting themselves to companies first, you second. Yeah. They want to sell the product, but realistically they are still an individual and they want to be able to sign off on those contracts and get those large bucks from you know big companies that are wanting to have them promote their product because a lot of these guys well yes they do make some form of commission off it most of times it's just a flat rate contract um you know a big sign on especially with these accounts that have millions of followers on instagram um and you know thousands of subscribers on youtube even millions and so just one that's one thing you need to keep in mind, which also means that you as an individual have this tool in your tool bag. Um, you can always add some, you know, nice editing to your photos before you post them. And plenty of people do. Yeah. So don't think that it's not necessarily I mean, I, I know you said lying. It is like in the authentic definition, but it's not like a like most times they are not doing it in a negative yeah. way of lying. It's it's more that they are not telling you the truth. It's you lying know? by omission. It's almost. lying by omission yeah. as opposed to, you know, lying on purpose directly yeah. to your face. And you, you also got to realize that sometimes they just don't look that like that year round even. Yeah. You know, um, kind of it goes back to the whole social media rule of whatever someone's posting on social media you're seeing their highest of highs and rarely ever seeing their lowest of lows and almost always never seeing what their average life, like day in their life looks like. You know, even when someone goes and says, well, I'm going to show you what my, what the day in the life of like this person looks like, you know, first off, usually you're going to have notice. Second off, you're rarely ever going to be like, well, this Saturday I haven't been doing a whole lot. So I'll do, you know, this Saturday and the post looks some like, Eight o'clock, I woke up, guys. Ten o'clock, I went to the gym. Twelve o'clock, I ate lunch. I don't know. Five o'clock that night, I ate dinner. <laughs> Ten o'clock that night, I went to bed. Like you're just never going to see that. Like yeah. that's not interesting. It's never going to be the I mean, lounging. Day, you know, that's you know? they're never going to post that. And it's very similar to you know when you're posting like post workout photos or you know, especially when you're posting like physique photos. They're never going to be like. I'm going to schedule this for the day that I look the worst. You know, yeah. I'm going to schedule this right after I carbo loaded for a marathon and I look bloated as hell. Yeah. Like that's never when they're going to post. They're always going to be like, all right, the last day of my cut is here. 
So I'm going to want to, after that day, drink two pints of Guinness like um, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and then we're going to get behind that camera and I'm going to look shredded. Yep. You know, that's usually the goal there. Yeah. And It's not like I'm going to do it about a quarter of the way through my bulk when I haven't yeah. like started. Like I'm not lean bulking. I'm just gross bulking through yeah. the winter. Um, people do not take that many physique photos during the winter either. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason it's called. Or they'll wear more clothes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or that too. And on top of that, another thing with uh, fitness influencers is, you know, they might be like, Oh, yep, this is a normal day. You really don't get to see what these guys look like. Most of them, they wear shorts and no shirt during their physique pictures. And then the rest of the time, you see them wearing sweats and a sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, they'll just be completely covered body, so you really can't tell what they look like shape-wise in a normal outfit. Yeah. Well, even for them, that might be a normal outfit. Because yeah. when you get that lean, like, I've had problems with this. You know, I'm six five. And right now I'm 211 pounds. And I know personally that, especially when I get closer to that like 200 pound like marker, I get really intemperate, really fucking fast. And especially in the winter, like I can't walk to class without wearing sweatpants. Yeah. Like it'll be interesting because like I've gained some weight, but I've lost some fat. I don't know where I am this winter. It'll be interesting to see um, if I can or can't do certain things. But like that, a couple winters ago, I couldn't walk to class without wearing a sweatshirt and sweatpants. And it wasn't because it's comfy. It was because I couldn't like retain heat. And a lot of these people who are really low fat, who have like these really skinny lean physiques who have like abs showing, but they're not huge. Like that's because they are low fat. Right. And so maybe the fact that they're wearing sweatpants and sweatshirt isn't to hide anything. It's just because they don't have a choice. Yeah. But I'm saying a lot of times these guys will take, um, you won't see a whole lot of pictures and videos coming from these guys that are from their off season. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are competing in some, in something. Yeah. A lot of them are competing, powerlifting, uh, bodybuilding. Um, I know CrossFit has plenty as well. Uh-huh. I mean, every form of it, there is going to be influencers from each realm, each walk. Um, and most times during that off season, they're not posting yep. at least posting, you know, their physique pics and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and to be fair, that's because it wouldn't be in, super crazy support of their brand, but also again, showing highest of highs. I think Um, that people who really understand this concept are like fight fans because like fighters, especially when they're cutting weight, um, like if they're in boxing or UFC or something like that, like it is noticeable. You really see the difference between someone like one day pre-fight and like three weeks pre-fight, right? You, you, see the difference because they're having to cut a lot of water weight and then they're having to put that back on. And like, there's this huge rebound in a very short amount of time that your brain can just latch onto and be like, holy hell, you got thin fast, yeah. you know? And then like a fighter's not just going to not post anything for their off season. Cause their off season is sometimes like a year, sometimes yeah. two years. So like they, they can't, you know, forego that media exposure. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good way to kind of figure out what we're talking about here in terms of people looking really lean when they're on and then kind of not necessarily letting go when they're off, but just having different focuses. Yeah. I think one last thing I want to add is talking about personal preference of influencer type. Um, There's a lot of different types of influencers. Mm -hmm. I think there's plenty of like, 
I don't want to call them surface level influencers, but like they tend to be very surface level when it comes to their fitness, Mm -hmm. not very super crazy detailed on, let's say mechanics and anatomy when it comes to the motions, they're telling you not super crazy into the chemistry or nutrition when it comes to dietary supplements that they're promoting, which is fine because there are plenty of people that do not want that information. They're like, just give me something, something straightforward. Don't, you know, cut the bullshit for me. Just straight to the point. I want to work out and I want a nutritionary. I don't care about macros. I don't care about mechanics. I just need to look generally more fit. It's better than what I'm doing now. On top of that, a lot of these people, I would call them gateway as well. Yeah. Cause a lot of times at no matter what happens, a lot of times as you get more into fitness, into nutrition and all this stuff, you want to know more. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just how it's a rabbit hole. Um, and so there's like, there's that level. And a lot of people, a lot of people will sit up there yeah. and that's fine. Well, and these people are usually uh, on the platforms that we all like to mm-hmm. use, especially like for surface level content. They're usually on TikTok. They're usually on Instagram reels. You know, they're not posting five minute, 10 minute long YouTube videos. They're not on Spotify with the podcast. They're just kind of there chilling out and you see them interspersed with all your other s- stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you watch them not because they're informational, but because they're funny. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the fitness influencers that I follow, they're sarcastic assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I find that humor funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's like they're kind of in the call out humor, you know, yeah. um, and that type of stuff. Yeah. And another thing is, is that then there are like hyper technical people that will, mm-hmm. they cannot give you a straightforward answer that it's just not yeah. in their body to do it without over explaining. Um, I, I probably am also kind of that person <laughs> is a lot of times just getting down the rabbit hole of explaining something over and over and over yeah. again for too long um and just kind of pushing the point but they'll give you every bit of information on on a topic they're going to tell you the muscles it hits uh what tendons you're stretching what ligaments you're you're uh you know needing to strengthen what kind of macros you need to rebound from that when you need to eat etc 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 um and those guys are really good to follow only if you can really handle the technical language which i mean you know we're both pretty pretty stem oriented people so that's (laughs) just kind of where we uh end up falling and on top of that like I enjoy chemistry, so yeah. I enjoy reading, you know, it may be some five, five word name for some substance. <laughs> I enjoy reading this stuff and what it does and you know, how it affects my ATP processors and all the, all this bullshit. Um, so there's that. And, and there's plenty of different layers between that. Um, as well as depending on your, uh, you know, Avenue that you're getting to mm-hmm. this through, whether it be again, powerlifting, gymnastics, bodybuilding, et cetera. Um, there's that, that's one thing that is beautiful. There's, there's something for everyone. And most of these companies have someone that kind of fits into each category. Like there's not a whole lot of these companies that strictly fit just to powerlifting or strictly fit just to, um, gymnastics. So, and even like most of the time supplement companies are not trying to specialize in that way because usually it's very rare that. You know, other than maybe like gymnastics, which is pre-selecting for short and thin people, like usually most supplements are just generally good for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the limiting factor is your price range and like how much money you're willing to spend total and then what supplements are most effective for you. Yeah. But like for the most part, you're not going to have a supplement company that goes, well, we only do power lifters because creatine is only a powerlifting supplement. Yeah. yeah. And even like um, let's talk about like equipment that a lot of these influencers are pushing a lot of these companies 
this is not specialized super crazy equipment i mean there's a couple handfuls with like crossfit with like the rope climbing shoes that you guys but those are also used by other other groups as well it just so happens that the ones that make the most use of it are crossfit Mm -hmm. or like um let's say like inzer that makes you know they make belts they they make all of the fitness equipment but like their belts are probably some of the most known is they know good and well that bodybuilders need those belts power lifters use those belts and they don't want to you know exclusively limit themselves to hardcore power lifters mm-hmm. um so they put themselves in the space to be viewed by all these different categories of people and people that want them for the equipment as opposed to the group that they endorse the most yep so I think that is everything to talk about on influencers without us running through a list of influencers, which I don't want to do. Um, so uh, with that being said, I thank you guys for listening and we'll probably get back to more technical stuff next week. So, All right. See you guys. See you. Hi guys, this is Nathan. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of Former Fitness Podcast. If you like this and are looking for more content like it, there are plenty more podcasts from our studio, Uptown Audio, at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte that you can go and listen to. Those will be linked in our link tree that will be attached in the description of this podcast wherever you're receiving it. Thank you guys so much for listening. It does truly mean a lot to us, and we hope you all have a great day.